I want to give our kids a chance to learn how to do this stuff without us jumping in at the first at the first sound of like, oh, oh, they're starting to fight. See, it makes us really anxious and we feel like, oh, I don't want my boys to fight. And I want them to love each other. Well, I want to give them some space to work through it without the adult in their lives always jumping in and making them. You, you're gonna, you need to apologize to your brother right now. And then we always get, sorry, idiot brother, right? You're listening to episode 77 of the God Center Mom podcast, and I'm back again chatting with Kirk Martin from CelebrateCalm.com. Now, Kirk has helped me out with trying to be calm when I'm parenting, recognizing that I can only control myself. He's also given me a few tips for my strong-willed child in my last episode with him, and then this episode, oh, I'm back again in need of some wisdom dealing with some summer issues and some sibling rivalry. Now, in Kirk's example that I had in the intro there, uh, I know you could feel the pain like the exact words he said. I have said those. I need you to apologize to your brother. And Kirk, once again, let's go of that pressure we put on ourselves to be responsible for our children. So I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. We hit schedule, summer schedules, uh, sibling rivalry, vacations, and Kirk answers the question of what to do with that child who will not move when he's in the middle of SeaWorld. So stay tuned. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Kirk, welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. Hey, Heather, it's good to be back. I'm so excited uh, because I need your help. <laughs> you always need help. I need help again. I forget what you tell me. And then I'm like, now we're into summer and they're around all the time. And they're You're not, not used- loving it. You don't wake up <laughs> joyful every well, morning. Okay. Um, this is what I'm joyful about. I am joyful that I don't have to get all of their uniforms and make sure I have white button-down shirts for everybody and all the homework's done and all the things nice. to sign. And I don't have to worry about like, measuring up to somebody else's standard, which is nice. Um, right. But the thing that is anno- is no, not annoying, <laughs> tricky, is all these boys are not used to being together. Like, they go away to their different places, and they're only together a little bit in the afternoon and evening. So, so now, this, they're, yeah. now they're struggling. So your kids, your kids are actually like, Sometimes fighting and squab like sibling stuff. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes you, Heather. Yeah, if you were a sometimes. better mother, if I was, your kids wouldn't fight, and they'd be happier. Have you ever heard that before from someone? Oh, so you know how many things I've heard that are crazy talk. Like you see, like uh, even uh, maybe even at church, I get told something my kid does, and it's like they look at me like, "What did you do that was wrong that your kid just did this?" And I'm so thinking, yeah. So here's your right. Here's your answer. What's my answer? The, fir- the first family. Uh, Adam and Eve have two children named Cain and Abel. One of the first two children on this planet was a murderer. So if you're (laughs) doing better than a 50% murder rate among your children, overall, you're doing really well. That sounds good. And God's children, Adam and Eve, didn't do so hot either. So (laughs) the first thing they did was lie, which is what our kids do. Yeah. Yeah. That feels better. What else can you help me with this summer? Because okay, everything so you say, I'm going to cling to because I need help. Until you forget and we do this two weeks I know, later. I know, I so. know. I'll just re-listen okay. to it. I'll re-listen to it. 
Okay, as everyone on here should. Yeah. So here's what I want to start with, and this is especially for all the moms out there to really, really internalize is, is this. Moms, you are not, not, not responsible for your kids' happiness. You are not responsible for their moods. You are not even responsible for their behavior. Mm. You're responsible for your behavior, but not their behavior. You're not responsible for the choices that they make. You're not even responsible for their boredom. Your kids are responsible for that. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Because so many moms think, well, I just need to make it the perfect summer and I want my kids to be so happy. Mm. And if they're not happy, am I doing something wrong? Right? Right. All that guilt. But kind of watch what happens when we start to do that. We start to need them to be happy, right? And it's like, and and we even need them. Like, honey, I really need you to make a good choice now. Mm -hmm. And and you can kind of feel we begin to become responsible for the child. We end up robbing our kids because now they don't really learn how to be responsible for themselves because we're, we're owning it all the time. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things, and I hope this is, I hope moms, you find this liberating is that think of it in this context, there's a respect issue here. So see if this makes sense. Kids, I respect you enough to believe that you are capable of using your imagination and your creativity to overcome your own boredom. Right. I believe you're capable of making good choices. I believe that when you make some bad choices, which all kids and adults do, you're capable of of owning up to it and making it right. Mm. And so it begins to, from an overall perspective, I want to start pushing some of this responsibility back where it belongs, which is on the child to be able to own their choices and take it off of moms because otherwise you will become exhausted and resentful and and see if you can hear this sometime from moms is you know what after all I do for you and I try to make your summer fun and I try to take you on vacation right. and you're not you can't even be grateful that's yeah. a sign that we as the parents are actually becoming responsible for our kids well, I've totally said it and even the whole thing that's happening lately is we're staying out too late so it's lighter later Mm-hmm. And even if we put them, even if we start bedtime like we normally do at seven thirty, they are like not going to sleep. Can't do it. It's light out. I know it's totally light out. There's kids playing outside. Maybe I don't even know. But they're it's one. I have three boys in one room, so that's a hard thing. I understand that, but they don't want it any other way. We don't really have the space to have it any other way. But one is a total night owl. One um, needs to sleep desperately, but of course, if kids are jumping around and talking, it's hard to go to sleep. And so they're like not going to bed early enough. So I do feel responsible, but I can't make them sleep. I'm setting up the situation for them to sleep. And so the one wakes up super grumpy. And then I'm frustrated because it's like I'm constantly saying, are you tired? Everything's causing tantrums because he's out of whack. His system's out of whack. So how do we – I know we're not responsible – for their moods and behaviors, but I feel a little responsible when we're not getting sleep and it's causing behaviors. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a little different because I I would phrase it as I'm not responsible for my child. I'm responsible to my child and I'm responsible to give my child tools. So, you know, maybe something creative, you know, is it, is it possible for that one to maybe sleep on a sleeping bag 
you know, fall asleep somewhere else. Like, is he one of those kids yeah. when he falls asleep, you can just like pick him up by his hair? I would love to do that. Like, yeah, no, he I mean, like, he I mean, refuses he, to be separated. He thinks it's a consequence to get taken away from everybody else in the room. It's tricky, Kirk. It's tricky. You know, you may be, and some other, I'll give you two answers. One is that sometimes just situations stink and there's nothing <laughs> you can do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's no like, you know, there's no, like I could say, well, Heather, you know what? If you're just firm and consistent with him mm-hmm. and tell him your little butt's going to bed right now yeah. or I'm going to get out, you know, the switch, it just doesn't work with most kids. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And so I don't want to set parents up for – or kids with unrealistic expectations. Sometimes just situations just aren't so great. Mm-hmm. Now, you could be – you may be able to recast it a little bit for him in the sense of, <clears throat> hey, you get to fall asleep, right, in, in you know, dad's room on a, on a sleeping bag in the closet or something or make yeah. it kind of fun or maybe – I don't know. I mean, him, he, he may need to, can he sleep in a little bit later in the yeah. morning? Cause he doesn't get to bed later. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes it's just, it's hard. Well, one thing we've tried, if anybody else is in the situation that's worked sometimes is the one who's the night owl we have put in another room so he can look at books and do what he wants to do until the other ones fall asleep and then bring him back so that he doesn't keep them up. But see, that's, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Heather, and overall, even for all the parents, you're just going to do things yeah. that are, there's, you know, we like to think it's all black and white, mm-hmm. but you know, some kids don't sleep that well. Some kids do. Like I remember with my son, how it would work. We'd put him, you know, cause we were good parents. So we were <laughs> consistent every night and there's your routine yeah. and you do everything perfectly and you've got him there at seven 30 and there was just no way he was ever going to fall asleep that early mm-hmm. and so every night was he's out of bed Casey get back in bed if yeah. you don't get back in bed and and so eventually I remember one night I went up and I said you're not gonna sleep are you he goes not gonna happen and I was like come on down mm-hmm. and so I sat him in my lap because he was still young then I still liked him and <laughs> I still sat like him, him now <laughs> that's not true I love my son he's yeah. an awesome kid now that he lives away from home no uh, no he's it. an awesome kid he's my yeah. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Seriously, uh, he's a great kid. And he was yeah. very difficult as a little kid. Yeah. But I remember sitting him in my lap and I remember just saying, hey, here's the deal. We're not going to play. I'm watching something educational. It's kind of boring to you, but you can sit with me. And you know what happened? He'd start falling asleep on me mm. and I'd carry him upstairs. Was it your ideal thing? No, but it worked. Yeah. And so sometimes you just have to do what works. Just don't tell your parents or those other like parents who have perfect children. Yeah. Right? But when you're dealing with ADHD, like your son had, there is a sensory of a not being able to transition and not being able to regulate into, Get the brain into a sleep down. state. Yeah. 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 So reading, um, sleeping bags can be helpful. Listening to white noise, listening to music at times. Yeah. Sometimes we'd have him because he had a very busy brain. So he's just always thinking. Mm-hmm. So when he was little, we'd actually, we had an old time uh, tape recorder. So I'd just have him like record his thoughts in there and mm. kind of get it out, you know, of him, out of his head. And it just helped him calm down a little bit. That's um, good. Bene- Benadryl didn't work. He tried <laughs> that. It kept him up all night. As you probably know with the strong willed kids, medication yeah. does the opposite. Yeah, it does the opposite. So, that's why, yeah. that's why, uh, the ADHD medicine I 
Ritalin works for them. Right. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Okay, so in getting boys who are a little bit cranky and mm. in them having a lot of time together, we have been having a lot of sibling stuff, like I mentioned. Okay. What can okay. I do? Help me out. Okay, so let's do some overall stuff and then we'll okay. get into Okay, all right, give me some overall. Stuff. Give me some overall. Let's go with, you know, maybe not for you because I know you keep your kids very, very busy. And um, they're like out on the chain gang on the side of the road <laughs> doing stuff. State. They've been weeding but, all summer, just weeding and weeding. Structure, structure. Because, you know, when they're in school, there's a thing of like we get up, we go, we fight over this, we fight over this. But there's a structure. Yeah. So here's some bigger ideas because, Heather, especially the kids like your, your strong-willed, creative ADHD type kids, are, they're like big picture kids. So sometimes like themes. Okay. You know, like having like an, because the summer can drag on from like one day into another, mm-hmm. into the heat and it gets long. So each week, sometimes you have a theme for the week, okay. right? It could be something that you're doing. It could be, this is water week where everything we do has to do with water, whether it's going to a pool, spraying each other down, we're doing a car wash to raise money, whatever it is, everything you can think of around water. It could be, you know, if you're Italian, it's Italian week. So we're going to go to the store. We're going to make Italian food. What else can we do that's Italian, right? Can okay. we gun people down? Mafia kids, right? <laughs> you know, I've got twice. But okay. you know, it can be like a, uh, a movie week, something like just a theme. Okay. A bigger goal. Like this is a really good one we did because I don't know if you know our backstory, but for many years we had these camps in our home. So we yeah. had 10 to 15 kids come to our house. So just letting them um, – you know, sit there was a recipe for disaster. So, mm. um, and especially for Christian families, like a bigger goal of like, hey guys, listen, let's see. I bet, I bet as a family, you as kids, you can't raise a thousand bucks. Wow. By the end of the summer or in next month to give to kids with cancer. Make it 500 bucks, but make it a big goal. So yeah. it fires their brain a little bit. And, you know, it gets them thinking, okay, what are all the ways that we can earn money? Okay. What can we do in the neighborhood? Because I remember as a kid, we would have like little fairs. We'd have little things and people would stop by, good lemonade stands, right? I remember, mm-hmm. um, you're probably too young for this, but I remember going around to collect money for UNICEF and then okay. just keep, and then keeping the money. No. Oh, I did it. Sorry. Uh, confession um, time. Okay. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, kids do that stuff, right? Yeah. They're going to do that. But something to kind of, in our curriculum, you'll hear us talk about purposeful missions. You know, your, your strongest willed kids tend to be very purposeful kids. Mm-hmm. So when they wake up in the morning, they've got to have a bigger purpose. Is mm-hmm. it to raise money? You know, having a job. Some of your kids, you know, you're, you're in these neighborhoods and people go to work every day and they're gone all day, but they've got animals. They've got dogs that need to be walked. And so some of our more strong willed kids, especially are also, they're kind of like born entrepreneurs. Yeah. So getting out there and walking the dogs and doing that, you could have a thing where your family is like, hey, this is, you know, this is Camp Henderson this week because mm-hmm. Henderson's family is going to do this. And maybe have the kids design a week filled with activities. Then you're giving the kids some ownership and responsibility instead of mom having to come up with all the fun stuff for the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's your camp. What do you guys want to do? Yeah. So there's kind of overall things. Yeah, I like that. Well, and I like it too because what's become our purpose and what I kind of shared with you is as moms these days, like we didn't have to deal with this when you and I were kids, these days it's balancing the whole technology and not being on a screen all day. So 
I felt this tension. I was like, if we start the day watching TV, that can drag on for hours. And then we'll maybe leave the house. And then they'll come back. And while the little one's napping, they'll want to be playing video games or something. And then while I'm cooking dinner, they'll want to watch a show. And like, then how much of our summer have we just turned on the TV and sat in front of it? So I was like, I kind of want to have a plan. And there's this thing going around the internet that um, is like a list of things to have your children do before they have screen time. And so I felt like, okay, I kind of need to set the stage that this is the new standard. Like in order to turn on the TV today, these things have to be done. And I knew there'd be grumbling. Like I kind of knew and expected that this was kind of a going against what their expectation for summer was. But I stuck to my guns and didn't really seem phased and just and it's amazing how they've adapt they've adopted it, but that's become their purpose. <laughs> like not raising money for cancer or something. It's <laughs> to get screen time. But, you know, they're reading, they're doing math, they're cleaning their rooms, they're, you know, what was the other thing? Oh, Bible study. So that's you said they're help. reading the book of John. They're I mean, reading that's... through the book of John, and every morning I write questions to go with each section that they answer. But Brother, I'm pretty, you know what? I, I'm pre, I'd be pretty happy with that. But you know, you yeah. mentioned a couple things. Yeah. One is you expected the grumbling. Yeah. But you didn't. You didn't wind back to them. You know what, guys? You've got all day to do it. And yeah. You just kind of stuck to your guns, and you also said we set a new expectation. Right. And sometimes we forget to do that. Listen, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be consistent with it. And that, if that's the way it's going to work in your home, right? Right. And I'll, I'll give you a good, a good, simple discipline thing we do all the time. Hey, kids, there are three chores I ask you to do every day, just three, A, B, and C. That's all I ask. In mm-hmm. return for that, I run a meal service and a taxi service. Mm. Three chores get done, meals are on time and I take you places. Right. Three chores don't get done, end of the meal for you. Right. And, and <laughs> now, is it always that easy? No. But when yeah. the kids are like, Mom, you've got to take us, you've got to take us, instead of a long lecture, right? Like, you know, when I was a kid, I was up at 5 30 milking the cows. Uh, right. Right. Instead, I hold up the number, I just hold up three fingers. Right? right. And that's kind of what you're doing, which is, hey, these four things get done, yeah. screen time. It's all in your control. You get yeah. the four things done, you got the screen. Well, and it is nice because I don't feel myself like freaking out if they don't get their reading done or they right. don't. Like before I never really knew how to do summer reading. We have a kind of a requirement for school that they have to fill out a form that they turn in the first day of school. And it always felt really stressful and it really only gets done like end of July or whatever. But I was like, how are we going to do this? There's a lot more books that my oldest has to read and – um, it's been amazing. Like instead of having to pressure them, I just say, well, if you don't, you know, don't read, that's fine. You don't want to have screen time. That's totally fine. Fine with me. No, no pressure. Your, your tone there. See, you're not owning it. Your tone is great. I'm yeah. good either way. You yeah. read, you get screen time. You don't You just sit and be bored. And I'm good with that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and my oldest is very creative. And so thankfully when he's home, it's actually good because he gets everybody into some, they're doing something, some plan. They've turned some room into a hotel or something like that, which is great. But the middle two, can we get to the sibling stuff? Because the fighting yeah. is unbelievable. They could not be more different. They could okay. not be more different. So Good. every they're bumping into each other constantly and the name calling and the hitting and the oh okay. my stars. Chaos. So let's do that. One quick thing. Yeah. You said your oldest has them doing like what he's doing, like returning it into a hotel. See, those are kind of larger things, themes. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of a neat project he's got them doing, which yeah. is takes more than like 10 minutes, right? So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they had like a dance party and a lasso competition. I don't even know what that's about. And they were making signs <laughs> for everything and like taping them around the house. And it was going to be at a Texas, certain. Right? What? Yeah, we do. Okay, we do. But we're in Dallas. Lasso. There's really not. Ro- I mean, it's not really. A They're rodeo. probably throwing ropes around. Yeah, it's just basically rope. You don't even know around it. necks. I mean, it's basically a really safe yeah. activity. You're awesome. a bull, you're a steer, I'm going to rope you. And, yeah. That's <laughs> right. what boys do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Come Thank at 4 God. p.m. Yeah, yep. that was, that okay, was, so let's yeah, do, so that's good, but. We've... Let's do a few sibling things. Okay. So we already did the Cain and Abel thing. So a certain <laughs> amount of bloodshed is fairly normal. Yeah. And you know what, I'm being realistic. I had three brothers. And right. so we fought and we made up. And then we fought and we made up and we played and then we fought, we made up and we played. So that cycle is a fairly normal thing. It was different in our day because we were largely outside mm-hmm. and our parents didn't hear it, right? right. So we, we fought and we made up because, well, if I don't make up with my brother, who am I going to play wiffle ball with, mm. right? And so there was a certain – and that's partly what it relates to that first part is um, – and we'll get into some specifics that you can do, but the, the first part of it is – I want to give our kids a chance to learn how to do this stuff without us jumping in at the first, at the first sound of like, oh, they're starting to fight. See, it makes mm. us really anxious and we feel yeah. like, oh, I don't want my boys to fight and I want them to love each other. Yeah. Well, I want to give them some space to work through it yeah. without the adult in their lives always jumping in and making them. You, you're gonna, you need to apologize to your brother right now. Right, And right. then we always get, Sorry, idiot brother. Yeah. Right? It's just, stupid head. You yeah. stupid head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid yeah. head is yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's the best one. That's the best. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk has been a new one. Jerk. Okay. When I'm like, you know great. what? This, I know moms hate that stuff. Oh, I hate that stuff. But that's it's fairly normal for kids to do. Yeah. I don't get to so give them some space. So, you know, one of my favorite things to do, and it's kind of funny, but the kids are squabbling sometime, right? They're up in their room or somewhere. Go pop some popcorn. Just go walk in the bedroom or in their room. Just like lay on the bed and start po- eating, the, eating your popcorn, right? Okay. And, and don't say a word. And they're going to eventually look over and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was just watching you guys, just seeing what this one's, this is about. Well, and how do you keep them from immediately just running to you and being like, oh, I'm going to tell mom because they know I'm going to get involved. That's where you have to set that new standard of like, yeah. listen, guys, and, and, and we'll go through some different situations. Okay. But my overall first one is just like, just sit there and watch. I want to. I'll give you a few options. One is sit and watch and say, yeah, I just want to see how you guys are going to figure this out. Okay, I like that right? line. I'm going to watch and see how you guys are going to figure this out. Yeah, because because again, it's I believe you're capable of handling this. Right, 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 right. right. And so they're going to be like, but mom, but he did it. Ah, not interested. Not interested in what happened because listen. You guys are going to fight. Something's going to happen five or ten times today. Mm-hmm. And each time, one of you is going to be the provoker. One of you is going to be reacting. One mm-hmm. of you is going to be at fault. So I'm kind of curious. Uh, by the way, it's an awesome word. Oh. Kind of curious. See how this is going to play out. Right? And another option is to go in. And again, you're sitting and you're, what, you're, you're a giver of wisdom. You're not solving it. Mm-hmm. You're not separating them. You may even go and say, guys, you know what? I've seen this movie play before, mm-hmm. and here's what usually happens. Josh, you usually just look at your brother 
or poke him or irritate him, and he re- reacts to you, and he hits you, and then you hit him back, and then you throw things at him, and then you cry, and then your brother hits you really hard, which is the exact moment I walk into the bedroom, and now you're in trouble, and your brother's mocking you. You know, and you kind of replay out what you've seen happen like 400 times already. Yeah. And, and then my t- watch, my tone is important because it's saying, I've seen this movie before, and mm-hmm. I know how it ends. You guys are miserable. And mm. listen, I'm completely comfortable with you guys spending your childhood and your summer being miserable because mm. I'm not going to be miserable. Mm. You can be miserable. Now, you're not going to do it in my kitchen. You're not going to do it in my living room or anywhere I can hear you miserable. You know, if you want to go outside and fight, you can do that. If you want to go down to the Henderson's house, they love irritating children. <laughs> you can go there all day long. It's fine and fight, but not in my space. But if you guys want to figure this out, I'd be really curious to see how you're going to problem solve. Because see, when you, when, you, when you figure it out, that tells me you're mature. Mm. And you know, we've been talking as a family about going on this camping trip, going to this overnight place, going to the amusement park. But listen, I can't take you to the amusement park if you're acting like three-year-olds, right? Mm. So, and sometimes I'll walk out of the room. See, I haven't fixed it. I've set the standard of, I expect you guys to fix it. Expect you guys to handle this in a little bit mature way. If you want yeah. to keep acting like little kids, you can't. But sometimes when I rem- like, can you picture sometimes you walking out of the room and the kids will get really quiet, like, uh-oh. Because you haven't threatened. Because we used to like, you know what? If you guys can't get along, right. you know what? Just forget the, the fun rapids amusement park because I can't. Yeah. We're not going to go to Disneyland anymore because. Yeah. And you yeah. say that eight times and then you end yes. up taking them because you already have the reservations, right? Well, so. I, I remember a friend saying she they were in a hotel room at Disneyland <clears throat> the night before they were going to go. And the girls were jumping on the bed and being loud. And the dad came in and said, if you all don't settle down, we're not going to go. And the oldest daughter like quieted right up. And the second daughter just keeps jumping knowing that's not going to happen. We're already here, right? That total second child, like, they're full of it. Yeah, and the first is like, better obey right away. Yeah. So so it relates back to that. You're you're taking this tone of like, you know what? I trust you guys to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's go through a few specific. Let's take um, the two actors in every situation. You usually have the the one who's provoking and the one who's reacting. So the provoker, we've kind of hit in a way, sometimes he's bored, right? So I want the purposeful missions. I want one of those kids that's got mm. a lot of energy, that's always into irritating everyone. Mm, I want yes, I got one of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. I want him walking the dogs, man. I want him with a job. Mm. I want her earning money. I want that brain focused on doing something very purposeful. I guarantee you the kids that's most irritating to his siblings yeah. probably has the biggest heart of yep. all of them. You nailed it. Yeah, yes, you nailed so it. Wanna, and he's the one who's always wandering around. Yes. He doesn't so, come up with his own purpose. Okay, so you're so there you can jump it. See, now we're giving him tools. We're not okay. gonna solve it. We're gonna say, like, hey, you know what? You're my one with the biggest heart. I know you love kids and you saw that thing on those kids. You saw that kid at, at church the other day, his head was shaved, right? And he's yeah. got cancer. And know what he's into, right? If he's into animals, raise money for a little animal shelter, whatever it is. But there, give him a challenge of like. Hey, you know what? I bet you can't raise 500 bucks in the next month and get his brain firing on all the different ways he can earn money. It can be a hundred. I don't care, but make it a big goal because those oppositional kids are the ones who when you say, 
bet you can't raise to earn 200 bucks in the next month to give to homeless people. And they'll start doing, they'll start selling their brother's stuff, right? And, yeah. you know, having flea markets in your house. But they'll, but it'll give him a place to put his brain, right? What do you do with the kids that like you make those suggestions if it's not his idea? Okay, you know what I'm you saying? Act like it's your husband like and make him think that he came up with the idea. Like, you know that trick, Heather. You've been married <laughs> a while. You know how we work as men. <laughs> so manipulate my yeah. son. Okay, got yes. it. I'm writing it down. Manipulating manipulation him. is really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I call it influence. You call it manipulation. Oh, and we could sing a song. Okay, yes. influence. I say tomato. You You're say- planting. A, how about this? Planting a planting seed. Planting a seed in his brain. Here's another one. Get another. This is a very good tool to use anytime. Get another adult in his life. Someone at church. Someone in the neighborhood. Another adult. See, I bet. See, if I came up to your strongest willed child and I said, "Dude, here's the deal." See that kid down there, kid down the street, these kids pulled up online, see him with no hair, they got cancer. He'd be like, yeah, that's sad. I'd be like, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. listen, you're a smart kid. I bet you raised 500 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I bet you could find money laying all over the place. You could make duct tape wallets. You can walk dogs in the neighborhood. You can right. act like you're collecting money for UNICEF and keep it. <laughs> no. Well, you know what's interesting is that same boy is a problem solver. If I give him space, he is a problem solver. Yeah. Give him space. Maybe maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's someone else. Because sometimes, you know, mom just becomes, ah, my mom wants me to do it. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, sometimes dad doing this stuff. Because sometimes a dad's voice is a little bit fresher because you're there with him all the time. And a Mm -hmm. dad coming in saying, guys, here's what we're doing. Listen. We've got four of you. You're great boys. You guys have energy to do all this stuff. There's kids who don't have what we have here. So what do you think about doing this? What do you think about sacrificing? And instead of us going to the pool one day, because it costs us 20 bucks to go to the pool, what if we took that money and we did X? I guarantee when kids have a chance to do stuff like that, they love to give and they love to feel like they're part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, that's good. Okay, the so provoker. that's the provoker. Okay. Now, let me give you a tough one for the provoker. So this will be good for a Christian family. Listen, and, and listen, this is maybe dad coming home with the provoking one and saying, listen, dude, here's the deal. We do the golden rule in our home. The golden rule says treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And what I heard from your mom all day long, because she wouldn't stop texting me and leaving me long voicemail. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Well, I show up, thank you. Mm-hmm. What I've heard from your mother is all day long, you're just irritating your brothers. Yeah. Listen, you can do that if you want, but what you're telling me is that's the way you want to be treated. I'm okay with that because I'm 49. I have 49 years of experience being irritating. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's, not, I'm not, it's not a provoking, I'm not being mean to the child, but some of our kids, they have to experience a little bit of pain. So that provoking child, next time he's watching his favorite show, I'm going to stand right in front of the TV. Right. Right. When he's trying to do something, I'm going to poke him a little bit like he does to his brothers. He's going to be like, Dad, Mom, stop it. And I'll be like, golden rule, my friend, golden rule, my friend. Mm. Right. So not a long lecture. It just makes it come home a little bit. Yeah. And then I may put him to bed at night or the next morning and say, hey, you know what? You got a big heart, buddy. You got a big heart. So let's do, you know, let's do the opposite today. Remember golden rule. So let's see if you can be the one who's most helpful one 
Because when I come home and I hear that you've been most helpful, then I'm going to give that kid. See, then I'm going to come home as a dad and give him knuckles, right? Be like, mm-hmm. dude, that's, look, you and I, we're men. That's what men do. We serve people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that coming from a uh, man mm-hmm. is a very, pa- that affirmation is very powerful. Yeah. So let me know. I know we're going to run out of time. Let me do the no. reactor one. Okay, right? do the reactor. The reactor, I, that's where I honestly want to spend most of my time. Because I want to let them know, because they're going to be like, Mom, he's looking at me. He's on my side of the room. He's being They're very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say, listen, if all you're ever going to do in life is react to irritating people or situations, you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. And I can't help you with that. I know, but he's irritating. I know. People are irritating. Wait till you get married. (laughs) No. No, that's not true. It is true. That's well. True, I mean, true. being a, having a roommate. Anytime you're living close to anybody, they're going to irritate you at some point. Yeah, yeah. I love you. I get along with you great, but we don't have to be near each other. No, you're like no. a thousand miles from me. It's over the phone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's yeah. awesome. And I speak to you once a month, so we're great friends. <laughs> but if we were together all the time, we would irritate yeah. each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I, I, I'm not interested in creating victims in my family. Right. The truth is, listen. Your brother will be irritating at times. And if you react to him, you are giving him power over you. Mm. Your brother is now in control of you. You have become his puppet. Mm. And most kids will say, I am nobody's puppet. Mm. You're your brother's puppet. He, re- he looks at you, you react. He pokes you, you react. Right. So my question for you, son, reactor is, what are you going to do differently next time? Because yeah. I can't always control your brother's behavior. I can't. So what are you going to do next time? And that's when I begin to problem solve different ways for him to react, different choices for him to make. You know, sometimes it's killing the brother with kindness. Sometimes it's looking at him. And see, here's a very assertive, a great thing. And I love for little girls to learn this, honestly, is being assertive and saying, hey, brother, sister. Listen, you can poke me, you can call me names, you can do all that stuff all you want. I'm not giving you that kind of power over me. Mm. I just, I don't give you that power. It's a great thing for girls to learn, especially as they get into, you know, when they start dating and stuff when they're 26. Yeah. Is 26. to be able to, no, but to be able to tell yeah. boys like, hey, I don't allow, I don't allow a boy to treat me like that. Nobody yeah. gets treatment like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that being assertive for your sensitive people pleaser ones. It's really important to teach them. It's okay for you to say no to your brother. And even if your brother gets upset because he's bugging you to play, go play football and you don't want to play football, you have the right to say no to your brother. Right. And you're not responsible for being, for making him happy because I want to help the, you know, the kids who grow up to be people pleasers later Mm -hmm. in life and end up very resentful. So anyway, that's kind of the provoker reactor. I like that. You've all like nailed it right there. You've totally nailed it in our house. So hopefully that no matter what you do a fair amount of time, kids are just going to be unhappy over the summer <laughs> and, and you're not responsible. So just walk by and say, I'm good with it. What do you guys think? You What do you guys think you could do to overcome your boredom? Mm. I'd, be cur- I'd be curious and then just walk away. Right. Because now you've kind of planted that seed and left, put it in their court, which I like a lot. I like that. And I like, I like just, thinking about the two members of the fight, not just like I need this fight team to stop, but like really breaking it down to there's a reason this one is doing what he's doing. He's provoking because he needs a purpose. The reason this one is getting upset constantly is he's reacting and needs to 
recognize that he's giving the other one power. I like all of that because that's something I can tangibly like. So you're a teacher and that's good because yeah, you're going to teach them. Yeah. No, but there's a good. There's final, a good side. So, yeah. but There's where you pop the popcorn. You go in and say, let me diagram the situation for you. Provoking child. Here's what's happening. You're probably a little bit bored. You're like your brother reacting because it stimulates your brain mm-hmm. and you're in control of him. And it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to control other people in life. It's wrong, but it's yeah. kind of fun. Provoking child. You're kind of be playing the little victim role here. Oh, the reactor. Right? Yeah. The reactor. Reactor child. child yeah. You're kind of playing the little victim role of like, oh, I'm not responsible. But the truth is you're both responsible for it. Yeah. And there's no villain, no victim in our home. We each are responsible for our behavior. So let me throw out a couple ideas for you. If you want to do this, see if you want to replay this situation differently so that this movie ends in a positive way. Yeah, happy here's ending. A couple ideas provoke your child. Here are a couple ideas reacting, child. But if you just want to play your little game back and forth, you'll both end up being miserable. And I'm yeah. okay with that too. And walk out of the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Instead of like, stop it, you're ruining our family. That doesn't work that's, as well. That's that not as good. That's you're not a as good, good mom, Heather. Heather, do you know something? You're a good mom. Thanks. Oh, I needed that today. Now say it to everyone listening because they Moms, need to hear it. You're a good mom. They're Good. listening to this show right now, right? That's pretty. You're listening to a podcast yeah. on parenting. That's right. All the parents, listen, all the bad parents aren't listening. <laughs> right? They don't care. They, they don't just, care. They just pass their kid an iPhone and they just grab some They're nachos. watching Jerry Springer That's right, right now. That's right. They're listening to a podcast on mothering. So by nature, you're a good mother. You're a good and mom. And I'm very proud of you. Yeah. So. And you, and even if you're running, maybe, I mean, I'm amazed all the women who tell me they listen to this while they're working out. Our moms did not work out. So whatever overachievers don't rub it in. <laughs> no, I lo- <laughs> I'm thankful for it. As I see like the next generation, their health issues, I'm like, oh, I'm curious. Like my generation, will we be healthier in our sixties and seventies? Cause we worked out when we had young kids. Yeah, when- that just completely worn out. Or yeah, completely we probably, worn out because we're doing everything. I think we will be. And, yeah. and I think if we uh, take care of ourselves spiritually, emotionally, every way, and not be responsible. One of the things our parents did really well is separate, mm-hmm. where they had adult time and kid time. But yeah, everything wasn't about the kid's happiness. And that was healthy, that part of it. Yeah. Okay, one little bit. I know you have other things in your life besides this interview, but... Okay, we have some vacations this summer. What tips can you give us, especially for the kids who really struggle with the lack of structure? Um, You know, I don't know if that's any of your tips include that, but I know that's one thing we struggle with is some kids are a little more flexible, like we can eat here now or we can go here now or I'm sleeping in a new bed and others are not as flexible. Okay, I'll give you a couple things. One is, um, you know, uh, we always talk about not giving kids control of the home, but give them some ownership. So their camp director for a day, right? So okay. it gives them a way to focus their brain of like, hey, you get up in the morning, you, you've got four, right? So each yeah. day, maybe one of your kids gets to choose a specific activity that you guys do. Okay. And he becomes kind of the leader or the camp director in that. You know, a big thing, honestly, is set your expectations for a vacation. Things are going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to rain. There are going to be long lines. It's going to be 98 degrees in the <laughs> One of the kids is going to be sick. The other one's going to be vomiting, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Except that it, doesn't, that it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to be. If you're doing family vacation where you're with, you know, like you're getting like a beach house and like multiple families, 
I, I'd set the expectation of, hey, we love being with you, but our family needs some alone time and downtime. Mm. So we may not do everything together because my quieter one just needs to go and sit in a bedroom in a closet by himself and get on a screen for a little while. Mm -hmm. And that settles him. And so a good thing to tell family is I love being with you, but we're not going to be together all the time. And a couple nights a week, we're going to do dinner as a family just separately because all my kids eat are mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. (laughs) And we're just going to let them eat that while they're staring blankly at a screen because for two hours we have peace and quiet and it just helps. Right. And so don't be afraid to communicate your family's needs in that kind of multifamily vacation. Yeah. Yes. And be, just be prepared. You're going to be judged at times because they're going to be like, if you, if you just got belt belt out with that kid, (laughs) everybody's own personal parental uh, values come out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just say, you know what? I saw what your kids were looking on at li- line at last night. No, so she, oh no. Okay, your yeah. kids aren't perfect. So, yeah. but the expect, I think more than anything at vacation time, it's the expectation of just because we have a week at a fun place doesn't mean the whole week's going to be awesome memories and, and slowing down. Like, know, you know, know the rhythm of your family. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, Doing something at four o'clock in the afternoon when it's really hot, that's probably not the time you want to stand in line because the kids are tired, you're tired and hungry. Right. Now, the practical stuff of like, you know what? We're not going to see everything at Epcot in one day. Mm -hmm. So why don't we prioritize and why don't we plan for downtime where we get to go to the pool and my kids get to pick on other children Mm-hmm. rather than their brother and sister for a couple hours at the pool, right? Mm-hmm. And you can sit and have a pina colada or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's good advice. I think um, we have, yeah, we have one trip with multiple families, but all of them are family. So it's a little trickier. The expectations you know, you are, can s- are trickier. But you can, and you, I think growing up and having honest conversation, and say, hey, you know, one of our kids, a couple of our kids have trouble with this. So when everybody goes out and does this a couple of times, we're not going out to the big family dinner at the fancy restaurant yeah. because we're from Texas. We just, we don't even use utensils, right? My kids <laughs> we we <laughs> eat with our face <laughs> on the table. No, yeah, come on. Yeah. But it's, that, it's that awkward conversation, but you have to do what's best for your family. Oh, I, can I give you one more? Yeah. Set your kids up for success. Okay. So, because the grandparents sometimes, like my parents were always like, well, Casey doesn't do this. So I put him in situations where I used his particular gifts, talents, and passions. Like I allowed him to show his off, like the things that he was good at doing. Because mm. the rest of the grandkids, they're so smart and they were all on the honor roll. Mm. And like my son's accomplishment was he didn't get suspended that last semester, right? right. So. I'd set them up for like, guys, you know what? Casey learned this new song on his guitar. You mind if he plays it for you? Because he was really good at guitar. That's smart. Right? But yeah. yeah. So it, it, it just helped the, other, the family to see my kids in proper perspective of this is the genius one. This is the one who takes things apart and doesn't put them back together. <laughs> this is my attorney. And right. this is the engineer. Right. So. Right. Anybody need anything fixed? The little Lego guy has got you covered. <laughs> Everyone's got their own identity and their strengths. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. If we need anybody to negotiate like the rental property, the price, my little attorney can give them. A- <laughs> get them on that. Get them get on, them on that. that. Get us some free dinner somewhere. Yes. So, um, okay. I realized I was listening back to our last episode on the strong willed child and we never ever answered what to do if you're at SeaWorld and your kid, your strong willed child oh. doesn't want to move. So, do we can we do that or we can't? We can do that. I mean, okay. I think any parent who takes a young child to SeaWorld just isn't smart. Oh. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> the, the one who was 2 years younger than him did better than he did. Know your children. Yeah, you should have yeah. known. Listen, sometimes it's just going to happen, yeah. right? Like, but like, just, what do you do? Like, he, you just let him just stand yeah. there. Well, a couple things. One is realistically, you yeah. can't make him. No, because once he decides, he gets that pouty face and looks there. at you defiantly with his arms crossed. Yeah. Now you know. As soon as you start to, you know, you better get your. Yep. Right in his ear, right in his ear. You know, yeah. now 400 parents are watching. The whole sea world has stopped, right? Like well, and the- I'm like 15 feet down watching him. Yeah. He's just standing there and parents are passing him all by himself. And they're looking like, where is the mother of this child? <laughs> and I'm down this way, just sitting on a curb waiting for him to move. And he's not moving. Okay. Yeah. So a couple things I may do. One is I may sit like that mm-hmm. and I may go out a sna- snack and stop eating. I may go down, sit next to him, but not address him directly, right? Yeah. Like sit down and start drawing or coloring, mm-hmm. you know, near him. I know it's weird. I know it's weird. But if you address him directly in any kind of like, you know what? You will get, you will, you will get your little butt moving yeah. right now, young man. You know what it's like with those kids. They're not going to do it. And you can grab them by the arm. Yeah, no, but then no. you're in a wrestling match in the middle of SeaWorld no. and they're going to get you for child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So some it the idea is in the moment he's upset about something. So I'm not going to go like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. But he's going to be like, why well, want a snow cone? I'm not moving till I get a snow cone. Well, I'm not yeah. going to give in. Yeah. Unless you really need to move, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to break that rule and do everything just to get it. Like sometimes yeah. that's what I meant, Heather. Sometimes it's like, I don't care. I'll give you whatever you want. I'll put a little snow cone down your throat. Yeah. Just to get you moved. But if I've got the time and I can do it, I may even address, say, dude, I can tell, man, you're tired, you're frustrated, you're upset. You don't want to walk another moment. Yeah. I get it. I'm tapped out too. So here's what we're going to do. You and I are going to walk backwards. All right. We're going to walk backwards and we're going to see if we can walk backwards without bumping into anybody. Mm-hmm. I may give them a mission of some kind mm-hmm. to just change the entire tone. Now, if it's at home, it's different because I can just wait them out and say, you can stand there all you want. Right. Right. There's no right. food. Nothing's happening, pal. Right. But I'm in the middle of SeaWorld and I've got three other kids and we have places to go. Yeah. So controlling my own tone first and just saying, totally get it, dude. I'm tapped out too. Mm-hmm. Listen, why don't we go grab, why don't we go grab a cold water? Why don't you see if we can find this? And while we're walking, we can talk about a different plan for this evening. I, I think we're all just too tired. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, if you put yourself in that, like put the, yourself in that position where you've been with four kids all day and you've had it and your husband comes home and you're just like, you're tapped out. I mean, you don't want to come in and say, honey, you know what? You're just overreacting. Come on. You just need to go. You're like, seriously, dude, you're going to talk to me. You yeah. want your husband to say, Heather, I can imagine you're probably just tapped out. You're yeah. exhausted. 
right? Yeah. So I get it. Listen, why don't we? And, and so you move from trying to so make, kind of empathizing, empathizing with. Yeah, them. I, we call it in our curriculum. We'll hear. We'll call it like the power of acknowledgement. Okay. Totally get that you're frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my favorite. Can I tell you? I know we're going long on time, but I love this example. So take Jesus with the woman at the well, right? Yeah. The Samaritan woman. Yeah. He didn't go and say, you know what, you little tramp, you've been with all these men. What do you, what do you think you're trying to do? Mm. He kind of empathized and said, I know what's going on. You're at this well, you're digging out the water, right? It's like the thing inside of you. And said, and he said, he asked her, he was like curious, like, hey, you've had a few husbands, haven't you? Yeah, I've had like five. Mm. And he didn't say like, what are you doing? You know, why are you sleeping around with all these men? I think his tone was kind of like, of course you slept. Look, you're a single woman, mm. right? You're lonely. It's what humans do. They fill, they fill the inside with the easiest thing they can get. So you've had these husbands and that's what people do. Yeah. Look, you're on your fifth. And I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go to the sixth guy and he's going to use you too. Yeah. And then the seventh is going to do the same thing. And so I get it, right? You're, Nothing satisfies you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've got this living water. It's a little bit different than the stuff that you're trying to pitch out. It's different from these guys. And it's this living water. If you're interested in it, this will give you real life. Right. So it was empathizing and acknowledging you've got this deep need, but you keep looking in the wrong place. And I'm not mad at you for it, right? Mm. Like the reason Jesus, God's upset about her with the five men and all stuff. It's not because it hurts God. Mm. It's because it hurts her and it just doesn't help. Right. So kind of that tone in the moment where you have every right to say, you know what, you little snot, I bring you to SeaWorld. We spent like $4,000 on this thing. <laughs> yeah. We planned for three years. You know, all, I, a little bit of gratitude. There's little right. kids who can't even come. Because then they just dig in, but just saying like, dude, I'm tapped out too. What do you, what, you know, what do we say we walk backwards here? What do we say we look for some cold water and and do that? We'll talk about what are we going to do the next 30 minutes. And sometimes that just breaks. It's kind of a humility thing where you've got the right to do the standoff with them, Mm -hmm. but your humility almost leads him to kind of not break, but it leads him to just let go of the fight so that he can take that extra step and know. It's yeah. kind of a coming alongside instead of a standing in front, like a face you off. You listened. You I like did. The coming alongside. Like coming I love alongside. Coming yeah. Alongside. Yeah. You're solving the problem together instead yeah. of you aren't happy. You need to do what I say you need right to change now. Your attitude, yeah. young man. Yeah. You need to go because I said so instead of saying, okay, here's the problem and acknowledge labeling the problem for him, which he may not even know that that's the problem, Look, putting it words to it. It took a long time. Yeah. It took yeah. five seconds to say, I'm tapped out too. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, you know, why don't we just, I'm going to sit down on the ground right here with you. Yeah. Right. Let's take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some sidewalk chalk. Why don't we play tic-tac-toe for a couple minutes and then we'll go and we'll join dad and and your brothers. Right. Cause that's. You are a smart mom to bring sidewalk chalk to SeaWorld. Let me just give you that nod. Sidewalk chalk. Dad. Everywhere. That's genius. Put that in the purse. That sidewalk chalk solves everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a go-to, right? You can use it outside. See, I like it because because I always had these kids. I took them out in public, so I always had sidewalk chalk because mm. it's a great go-to of like, guys, okay, graffiti. Mm. We're going to graffiti, but we're going to do Christian graffiti. Mm. But we're going to graffiti this place and some sidewalk chalk. That's and smart. it gave them something to do. It yeah. gave them a challenge and something physical 
and sometimes just a minute of drawing. It's just a very calming thing to do. So love it. Adding sidewalk chalk to my already full purse, but maybe I'll take some trash <laughs> Your out. Your arms are going to be ripped. Oh, they are. I'm going to take some trash out that I carry around with me and I'll yeah. um, add those in. Okay, Kirk, this has been great. I already feel empowered and ready to go and ready Good. to tackle the next. I'm kind of excited. I hope my boys fight because I want them to. I and want them to. Going to I'm so like, I want to eat some popcorn. That's really Your what hopes are going to come true in a, probably about 35 minutes. <laughs> I think I heard them fighting <laughs> while I was talking to you. My parents yes. are downstairs with them and I'm curious how they handled it. So here's what I want you to do. Go and say, you know, guys, I'm proud of you because the first family, the first kids murdered each other. <laughs> you didn't kill each other. You didn't kill each other. Let's yeah. celebrate your yeah. awesome kids. Because most, most times you're like, you're going to kill each other. Yeah. Say, no, you didn't. Yay. Yeah. Celebration at dinner. Yes. Well, okay. thanks, Kirk. I really appreciate it. I know everyone listening appreciates your thoughts and your wisdom. So, Hey, I got to do my plug. Celebratecalm.com. Of course. And I'll do an intro, which you didn't hear. And I'll mention oh, yeah. it again. I'll do yeah. it. I do a fancy <laughs> intro, you know. You did? Oh, you do. That's right. Because I, I go back and listen to this all the time because I love hearing Timothy speak, which I hate. <laughs> I, it's really fun to re-edit all of these and listen oh, to myself. Take out all my bad advice. Yeah, yeah. I'll take all that out. All of your, all your references. Thank you, yeah. Heather. You're a great mom. And so oh, all, thanks. Uh, so is everybody listening. Okay. All right. Have That's a good the day. End of the summer. All right. Yes. Now I will. Okay. okay. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.